welcome to the Leisure Business Broadcast, presented by David Kilkelly. Expert interviews, top marketing tips, and the latest digital know-how for the leisure and tourism industry. Welcome to the Leisure Business Broadcast. My name is David Kilkelly and also welcome to 2016 and Happy New Year. I hope you're feeling energised, enthusiastic and looking forward to the next year in business. I always find January is a little bit like September in that the holidays are over and you can kind of crack on. You've got several months ahead of you to really action those plans that you've been digesting and thinking about. Uh, So it's an exciting time of year. We've got a lot to be excited about this year. We've got a new video service for the tourism industry launching in a couple of months. I'm talking at the West Country Tourism Conference in uh, February. Plenty of things on the horizon. We've got the Southwest Tourism Awards coming up as well soon. This episode, as promised, is from the Destination Plymouth Conference back in November of 2015. Uh, It was really interesting to go down and find out what's been affecting tourism over the last 12 months and also what the plans and strategies are for the coming year. Now, I've been struggling with how to get this podcast um, down into something sort of bite-sized because I recorded over four hours of talks um, and uh, presentations and getting that down into something suitable for this podcast uh, has been quite a task. So, um, especially as a lot of it was really good content. In the end, I've decided to break it into two episodes. This first episode covers the theme of the conference, which was about focusing on international visitors and also how the various tourism partners in Devon are drawing together in a more unified voice. Um, The second part, uh, which we'll release maybe next week, is um, largely about digital marketing and the use of video. And I'll incorporate a talk given by Richard Veal of Newmind, who are the marketing company behind many of the DMOs across the UK and, of course, in Devon. And a lot of the things that he talks about resonate with the research and the thinking behind the new video service that we're launching that I mentioned just a moment ago. So let's get on to the Destination Plymouth Conference, and I'm going to start by introducing Duncan Curl, who's the chairman of Destination Plymouth, and he opened the conference and laid out the theme, and this year's focus was on building international visitor numbers. International visitor growth has seen very significant growth over the last two years largely on the back of things like the 2012 uh, London Olympics and the Darwin Jubilee, which really kick-started unprecedented interest in visits to Great Britain from overseas. Uh, Brand GB uh, now currently stands at an all-time high, in fact, and is ranked third globally uh, in the Anholt Branding Index for Destinations, which is a big achievement. Uh, Visit Britain estimate that international inbound tourism is going to grow by 44% over the next five years. That's a massive increase, up to 2020. And of course, we want to try and make the most of this uh, as we ourselves start to build up to that commemoration year and our international Mayflower 400 celebrations. So on the face of it, everything seems to be on the up. But this is against a backdrop of significant change in the tourism sector and increasing funding challenges. Uh, Tourism across the whole UK is worth about £127 billion every year, which is the fifth highest 
value sector to UK PLC. It's a big, big earner for us. Uh, it's provided over the last three years one third of new employment that's been generated over that period. So it's a really important sector. So it all sounds good, doesn't it? But let's put some things in context a little bit. Uh, Scotland, for example, has an annual tourism budget of £54 million. Uh, Wales, £20 million. England, £6 million. Uh, which is trying to drive an industry which is the fifth biggest in the UK, creating one in three new jobs at every skill level. Having said all that, very pleased yesterday in the, in the budget, there's a new £40 million Discover England fund uh, being set up. Not quite sure how it's going to work, but the theory is to try and spread tourism from London itself. A lot of the tourism growth has been achieved actually in London, which is something like 73% up over the last five years. Uh, so we're already working on this uh, to see what we can do to get top of the queue and accessing some of that money. So in essence, there has been growth in the international market, but most of it's been in London. However, the foreign market is seen as very important to this region, mostly because the change in the value of the pound and the reviving economy has meant that the domestic market is falling as people start to travel abroad again. Here's Amanda Lumley, the Chief Executive of Destination Plymouth, talking about the statistics behind that and some of the challenges surrounding it. Our target, our long-term stretch target that we set originally was to grow visitor numbers by 20% by 2020. And we just had the visitor stats in for 2014. And you will see from that that we have a slight drop. Um, so we've been performing way ahead of the curve um, and we've had significant growth in visitor numbers up to last year. Last year, 2014, many of you will remember that we had an absolutely horrendous start to the year. We had some of the worst winter storms on record. We were cut off uh, by rail for six weeks. Um, Somerset was flooded and actually most people thought that the southwest was an island um, and I'm afraid that's reflected in our visitor numbers for 2014 because regardless of how quickly we moved to change things and certainly Visit Devon and Cornwall and all of the um, organisations really pulled together to try and get some positive messages out to the media but unfortunately early on in that year it also significantly impacted on um, some of our normal visitor bookings as well as overseas bookings because a lot of people thought oh we can't go there it's damaged and it's shut and it's not safe and all those sorts of things um, so that that's one of the things that, that has um, impacted on us in 2014 and um, actually we had a 19% drop in overseas visitors in uh, that year and it's not surprising really because we did grow our visitor numbers from overseas significantly in 2013 on the back of the Olympics um, but particularly um, we were particularly badly affected now if I put that into context um, domestic visitors nationally has dropped by 3% and Plymouth um, is actually 4% um, down on domestic visitors. Um, so we're, we're in line with the trend and um, Victoria is here from Devon and, and she will share the Devon trend with you later but you'll see that it's in line with the region which is one of the reasons why we all need to work together to make sure we get as many people into the region as we can. 
So, in terms of inbound visitors, the challenge seems to be twofold. Firstly, it's to reach uh, those markets in those target countries, those foreign markets. And secondly, by tapping the existing market that's already developed in London, those visitors who are coming to London already. Um, that's something that traditionally would have required large, overarching regional companies to coordinate, and to a certain extent it still does, particularly from a strategic point of view. But remember, we're all publishers now. Digital technology has enabled that, and individual businesses can market internationally by themselves. So as long as the message is consistent, I think that can only help the Devon brand. Here's Victoria Hatfield outlining some of the details behind the visitor spend in Devon and the role that Visit Devon plays in marketing the region. 80% of the visitors to Devon come here for a holiday. So having a great quality accommodation, camping and caravanning, self-catering, B&Bs is really key to keep those 80% of those visitors coming to Devon. It's a really core cool market for us. 7% come to Devon on business. And again, it's not a big market for Devon, but it's a high yield market. And it is particularly focused around some key areas, and that tends to be related to the transportation links with the trains and with the airport. So it tends to be around about Exeter, Torbay, and Plymouth. But then some also, some larger venues, such as here, it's a conference venue, Horvick Castle, I know that we have Joe here today, they tend to do well on that area. So the visitor spend, there's two billion pounds. Where does it all get spent? 469 million of that is on accommodation, so again, the hotels, the B&Bs, the self-catering, the holiday parks. 496 on shopping, so even though we go out for the day, we go on holiday, it is still a big part of why we go somewhere. We want to go shopping, we want to get that souvenir, we want to get a little gift and a memento of where we've gone. The biggest side of it is food and drink, and that's 719 million pounds. So having that quality food and drink served in your restaurant, served in your cafe, served in your visitor attraction is really key. That is what a lot of people want when they come to Devon. They want that regional produce and then they want that quality produce. 259 million, which is the purple one, is spent on attractions and entertainment. So that could be going to the theater, going to visit the, um, one of the attractions, going on a boat trip. Again, it's quite a wide sector. Travel in Devon is 358 million. 95% indicated that they would likely return to Devon on holiday, with visitor satisfaction levels being really high. So those people who do, do come here on holiday, they're our ambassadors, they're our promoters, those are the people that you really want to keep on board in terms of that continuous promotion to them and keeping in contact with them. They're our key people. And 49% of respondents said their visit to Devon had exceeded their expectations. So again, it's about that quality product that we have here in Devon. So attracting new visitors is key, but also keeping those visitors that come to the county is really key going forward as well. So the future of Visit Devon, we have a board that's made up of a number of organisations that we have within the county. Devon County Council Data, which is the Devon Association of Top Attractions. <coughs> Extra in the heart of Devon, that's myself. So I cover Exeter City Council, but I also run the Tourism Partnership that covers Exeter, East Devon, Mid Devon, and parts of South Devon. You have South Devon itself. We have Dartmoor, which I think Joe is involved with, over at Bovey Castle. The North Devon Marketing Bureau, Destination Plymouth, and English Riviera. 
The budget you'd be pleased to hear is £39,000. It's not an awful lot of money. That is poor when you compare it to places, even the ones of our neighbours with Cornwall, Somerset, Dorset. You can't do much with £39,000. For that money, we have a website. We have visitdevon.co.uk. We have somebody who maintains that on our behalf. We have a lady who writes blogs for us. She does our social media and she does our e-newsletter. We do some PR activities, so onshore media who are based in Plymouth, and they're very, very good in terms of what they charge as they go above and beyond in terms of working with us and working with the destinations. And we do a bit of research, which is where I've got all the figures from earlier. So from that 39,000, little is left over for marketing activity, for proactive marketing activity. We don't tend to do much related to marketing. It's all in terms of the website and the PR. We very much rely on the tourism partnerships to push that name out in terms of Devon. We work a lot with Maureen at the Southwest Tourism Growth Fund, and again, in terms of pushing that name out for Devon. And Carolyn Custerson, who's from English Riviera, she sits on that board at the moment. And so again, she's pushing the name out for Devon for those experiences and making sure that Devon is promoted in those counties that were mentioned earlier. We're all funding partners of the Tourism Partnership. And the assets of Visit Devon are owned by Devon County Council, so the website, the uh, contacts that we have that we do for our e-newsletter e are owned by Devon County Council, but they're very keen for that to be used by Visit Devon going forward. So we did a, a business survey, I think it was over the summer months, and I think it was just under 300 businesses took part in the survey. And there was kind of overwhelming support that Visit Devon should be the organisation to promote Devon domestically and overseas, and that's really key going forward. A lot of the businesses were keen to put their hands in the pocket to support Visit Devon in that promotion. And these were some of the activities that the businesses wanted Visit Devon to undertake. And working with the media, that's more about being that proactive, working with onshore media, pushing Devon out there. Some of the other activities was also about attending trade shows, providing business support, supporting the Devon Tourism Awards. And looking at where Visit Devon is at the moment, we're a bit at a crossroads. Do we stay as we are, or do we just do something completely different? So, it's about four weeks ago now, we went out to tender to appoint either a company or somebody to help us with this transition. And a gentleman called Simon Fishwick and Robin Barker. Simon Fishwick is a States Director at Powder and Castle. And Robin Barker, he used to work at Southwest Tourism. I think he's worked at Saga. He now runs a company called Services for Tourism, which runs the Devon Tourism Awards. So we appointed Simon and Robin. We had an event at Woodbury Park last week, which is kind of just like an open session to invite businesses, again, as part of that consultation process. What do we do? How do we move forward? And there was kind of a real sense that we need to do something, we need to do something quite quickly. And the businesses were really supportive in moving Visit Devon forward, about really pushing that name out domestically and overseas, and about the desire to centralise activity and centralise marketing activity, again, to make sure that we can promote Devon.
So it sounds positive. There's some cohesive thinking going on, and that should yield some good results for Devon as a region. If I had my digital marketing hat on, I would say that social media would be a very good way of reaching those international markets because of its low cost and its ability to target and retarget specific demographics and interests. So what action points can we take away from all of this? Firstly, as a tourism-facing business, you should consider publishing relevant content, particularly in the appropriate languages for those international countries that we've talked about in this podcast. Secondly, you can make sure that your service is exceptional. That's a fairly obvious one. Make sure your visitors will want to return and, of course, recommend and uh, refer those experiences on to their friends. And thirdly, get involved with your DMOs, your destination marketing organisations. Support their campaigns and activities and make sure you know what those overarching strategies are so that we're all singing from the same hymn sheet. So next time we're going to be talking about some of those social media tactics and how video can play a key role in reaching those audiences. Um, I'm also going to be talking at the West Country Tourism Conference in Exeter. So if you're going along in February, um, make sure you come along and say hi. In the meantime... Why don't you forward this podcast onto a business friend or someone that you think would benefit from some expert interviews, top marketing tips and digital know-how. My name's David Kilkelly. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.